Every day when you're walking down the street, everybody that you meet has an original point of view. And I say, what a wonderful kind of day. Welcome back to Think to the Brink, a real departure for us this week. Alex is away, so we have a special replacement guest host. He's one of our Patreon subscribers. He's the $10 a month tier, and as part of that, he gets to appear on the show whenever he wants. It's Ed Baker. Hello. Um, thank you for having me on the show. I'm very honoured to be on it. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't realise it was whatever I wanted. I thought it was just once. So I'd, well, no, I'd I mean, now, the I can... $10 a month Patreon, we're, we're very generous, a big supporter of the show, big friend of the show, so um, so whenever you feel like you can contribute. So Alex is basically busy for the whole of August, and we did say that we were going to give you some classic episodes, but we thought we would like to try and give you some new content. So this is really an experiment on the show this week. It's a watch-along. The first watch-along we've done on the main show. We've done a few of these on Patreon. Head on over to patreon.com slash think2thebrink with the number two. We're on Twitter and Instagram with think2thebrink with the number two. And facebook.com slash podcast with the word T-O. That's where you can find us on social media. We're available on all podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor FM, Stitcher, TuneIn, Podbean, and many, many more. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. So now that you've got our social media, Hope you enjoy our first ever watch along on the show. It's Arthur the Aardvark. Roll titles. I'm Will Baker. And I'm Alex Prescott. And you're listening to Think to the Brink. Where best go for opinions? The mum's neck. Can, can Jesus choose which wine he turns it into? There needs to be some middle ground between a full stop and an exclamation point. Your taste buds are amazing. So it's basically like a glorified textbook writer. Is there any person in the world that is more of a yes man than Mr. Smith? So we've talked about this, me and Alex have talked about doing this show for quite a long time. After the Aardvark. Many kids that grew up in the 90s will be familiar with this show. One of the staples of our childhood. I should point out for those that you don't know that Ed is also my brother. So we watched yeah. this a lot when we were kids. It was on sort of tea time. I don't remember which time we kind of watched it, which kind of era, because Recess was on at the same time, I think. But I don't remember, when did we watch it? it? Was in the evening or the morning before we went to school? I have a memory of it sort of watching it in the evening, but I mean, maybe that's just sort of a false memory. But it is still going on. Yeah. This is uh, the video that we're going to watch today. We're actually going to watch a whole two episodes with you today. Quite the treat. So two kind of mini episodes. We'll, um, we'll give you the time cues and where you can find the episode in a minute. You don't have to watch along. Uh, we've kind of framed it so that we're going to kind of explain what's going on in the episode. We're going to be talking more generally about some of the characters in Arthur. So if you're out and about, if you're on your commute, if you can't watch along... Uh, then you don't have to. Not 100% necessary. We're going to be telling the story of the episodes. But um, if you do want to watch along, if you're at home, if you've got a spare minute, fire up YouTube. Uh, we'll give you the uh, the right episode to click on in a minute. But yeah, Arthur, I mean, there's quite a few characters in Arthur. Um, it's sort of obviously set in a school, for those of you that aren't familiar. Yeah, I, I thought he was an anteater. I, I've only learned today that anteaters and artworks aren't the same thing. Your head was quite sort of animal confused, which is sort of makes me feel quite at home because Alex is also quite animal confused. He didn't know that an elephant uh, was a mammal. Uh, he didn't really know what a mammal was. So yeah, aardvarks and anteaters, they're the same ballpark. I think you can be more forgiven for that mistake. I remember reading at some point that the animation for because aardvarks have longer noses. They look quite, they do look quite like anteaters, but they're found in Africa. So what's the difference? So the one has a longer nose. I think anteaters, yeah, have sort of longer nose. Do aardvarks eat ants? I'm sure it's part of their diet. I'm going to look it up, actually. <laughs> so I've Googled aardvarks and anteaters, and the first thing that comes up is 
28 commonly confused animals, so you are in good company. Uh, we've got, um, and actually the first question that people also ask is, is Arthur an aardvark or anteater? <laughs> Arthur Reed, the series titular character, is an anthropomorphic eight-year-old brown aardvark who lives in the fictional town of Elwood City. Fictional town of Elwood City. Seems a bit of an awesome yeah. one there. He's a third grade student at Lakewood Elementary School, so he's definitely an aardvark. But yeah, they made his nose longer in the original animation mm. and then people got confused or they didn't really like him. You look at the picture, they are quite similar, so a lot of people probably make that. We'll come on to it later, but the rat guy has a massive nose. And do rats have big noses in real life? Well, they've got that sort of snout. Yeah, but, yeah, but I think he's just bigger than them because he's an adult. True. But um, we should give a big shout out to Mr. Ratburn, who uh, got married this year and um, in a in a gay uh, the first gay marriage on children's television, or I think one of the first high profile ones. So, uh, see, I remember the um, the rat being. I think when he originally got to the school, he was a bit of a villain. He was mm. almost like a snake figure. But he's he features very briefly in the episode. The first episode that we're going to watch. What's it called again? Ed? So funny, I forgot to laugh. Yeah, so funny, I forgot to laugh. So if you fire up your YouTube, type in Arthur the Aardvark. And it's the third one down, and it's 26 minutes and 18 seconds. Or just, yeah, just type in Arthur Aardvark on YouTube, and it's the third result. Arthur, series 21, full episodes 10, the best day ever. Arthur episodes English HD, 26 minutes, 18 seconds. The thumbnail is a picture of Arthur looking very confused. There's some characters in the background there. Well, before we click play... What's he doing? I don't know, he's always got that sort of kind of bemused look on his face, Arthur. Yeah. Famously wears glasses. Before we click play, we are going to go into some of the characters because, you know, obviously the action is so fast-paced, we're going to be trying to keep you abreast of what's going <laughs> on. So, a few characters that feature in this episode. There's obviously Arthur himself, who's actually really the villain of the first episode. Anyway, we'll get into that, I'm sure. Mm. And uh, Sue Ellen Armstrong. Do you want to tell us a little bit about Sue Ellen Armstrong, Ed? Well... She's a dog, apparently. Yeah. Um, she's meant to be literally a dog, not, yeah. not in that way. And as you'll find out later in the episode, she kind of gets mocked for being or looking like a sheep dog, even though she's a dog anyway. I've forgotten about Sue Ellen Armstrong, but she's um, she is a dog. <laughs> that's that's all about really there is about. Her. She's trained in taekwondo. Her father was a diplomat, so the family travelled the world a lot. And she arrives in. Uh, Elwood City. That explains why she has a panda friend. Yeah, and she's got a, a Tibetan pen pal called, uh, what's his name? Um, I've written it down somewhere. Just perusing my notes. Where is the Tibetan pen pal? Oh, Tenzing Wang Du is the name of her panda pen pal. So yeah, probably she's met him on her travels, maybe. But um, so yeah, so she's she's a character that I've actually forgotten about, to be honest. I remember the, the main ones, Francine, who we are going to see in this episode. Francine's um, a monkey. I always used to think she was a hippo. But uh, it's quite funny, we, we did have a brief look at Arthur Wiki, and um, it's interesting, on the little bios, obviously Disney Wiki usually has goal, personality, allies, alignment, uh, enemies. Uh, the Arthur Wiki, the only really interesting thing it has is favourite colour. So for anyone that's um, interested, Francine's favourite colour is red, but her second favourite colour is purple, and Sue Ellen Armstrong's favourite colour is olive green, so a little bit of context yeah. for you. That reminds me actually, Sue Ellen Armstrong... Um, she's apparently a veggie, vegetarian. Yeah. yeah. She wears a fur coat in this episode. Yeah, she becomes apparently... So this is season 21 that we're about to watch. She becomes a vegetarian in season 16 and is described as being very close to nature. But um, yeah, as we see in this, she gets sent a fur coat, a yak wool coat. And she doesn't seem to bat an eyelid, so... A bit hypocritical there, but we'll get into that now. I think so... We'll be describing what goes on for you in the episode, so you can turn the sound down. I do recommend at some point you go back and watch it with the sound up, because it is comedy gold hmm. we'll be trying to kind of 
tell a story for you. So if you if you're there on YouTube now, it's got eight hundred thumbs up, one hundred and nineteen thumbs down. How many views? Two thousand. Two hundred fifty-four thousand nine hundred forty-seven views. Not bad. Three, two, one, play. Here he is. Annoying yellow sweater. Annoying walk. And this is the famous intro. And DW. Yeah. The annoying little sister who's not really in this episode, but Ed got her confused with Francine. Francine's right there, and they do look, I feel they look quite similar. Same haircut and... Similar complexion. They all have the same haircut, really. Other grandparents. Half a bit of an amateur photographer. Slightly worries me that he's got a little dog. Apparently that puppy is called Pal. Yeah, some of his mates at school are dogs. It's a bit like sort of Goofy, Pluto and Mickey Mouse. Yeah, half are not happy to be photographed there. Lovely, nice hug with the mum. His parents aren't in this one either. I forgot how catchy the theme tune was. It's actually quite a bit of a, a reggae hit. Yeah, it's a bit of a reggae vibe yeah. as Arthur falls into the pool. And I think we get a brief appearance here from Mr. Raph Burnett. To be fair, if you're a teacher, you shouldn't be going in a pool like that. It's, it's a bit dodgy. Little cameo there from The Brain. Alan Brain Powers, who's apparently a bear of Senegalese descent. He's not really in this episode, but he's sort of the class nerd. And yeah, the intro finishes... And here's Sue Ellen Armstrong writing her diary, and she's, she's basically going to tell what's been going on. She's received this package all the way from Tibet, or from India, it says, actually. And there we see Tenzing Wang Du, the panda. It doesn't really look like a panda. No, and this, this is my first qualm, really, because that panda's the same size as her, a dog. And she's friends with a bunny, who's the same size as her as well. So how can a panda be the same size as a dog and a bunny? Yeah, there's a lot of scaling issues. Here we see her trying on the... Infamous yak coat. Doesn't seem to care that it's from a yak. Yeah. But maybe they don't kill the yaks. Maybe that's all right. I mean... They just shear it, don't they? Uh, ooh, no, that's the fur. Mm. I mean... Ooh. No, it's like a sheep, though. You don't. They don't kill sheep for wool. They just shear it. So now she's writing about how warm it was when she first tried it on, but now it only reminds her of how mean people can be. And people here means... Arthur. Exactly. So here's the title. A prick. Peter Hirsch, Alan Jeffrey. Big shout-out, friends of the show. Um... School. There's Francine. Buster putting his stuff in his locker. I forgot how stupid Buster was, actually. He's pretty he's pretty thick. Bit of the cloth clown. Here comes Sue Ellen, and they're complimenting her on her lovely new fur coat. Not the nicest looking thing in the world. What is that? What are those triangles? It's just... That can't have been part of the yak. And here comes Arthur wearing a stupid hat that no one comments on. Yeah. And this is when he makes his first insult about the coat. What does yeah. he say? He's not even looking at her, but then it comes into his head. Then he says, oh, you look like a sheepdog, or whatever it was. Yeah. Every, everyone's, is, everyone's laughing. They, they love it. He says it makes you look like a big sheepdog. And then they laugh initially, and then she makes a joke back. She kind of plays along at first, which is lovely um, to see. She rolls with the punches. Then they laugh. I think she makes like a woof-woof. But she is a dog, so it's a fairly poor joke. And then she says... Oh, he says, you forgot your bag, and then he goes, bad dog. Buster laughs at this point. <laughs> Francine's not having any of it. Then I think, what joke comes in? Oh, he goes, come here, girl. That's the next joke. He really kills it now. He goes on for about at least six seconds. Yeah, rolls the eyes. Roll of the eyes from Sue and Armstrong. They're all still smiling, though. So yeah. They're... Oh, hand gestures. No, they do laugh there. They do laugh yeah. there. And this is where I think he oversteps the mark. Because I think she's still playing along at this point. And he pats her. Who's a good sheep doggy? I think is the line here. But she is a dog, so the joke is very weak. Muffy, another monkey. 
again, similar. I think maybe sign. she was just annoyed that all Arthur was doing was saying that she looked like a sheepdog. But yeah. as you said, she is still a dog. But she looks nothing like. I don't think Arthur's ever seen a sheepdog. She looks nothing like it. Sheepdogs are no. in a black and white. I'm not an expert, but maybe maybe they do come in different colours. Maybe they just want. He gives her a biscuit, or offers her a biscuit. At this point, Arthur needs to read the room because no one's laughing. And yeah, he's, he's just not getting it's, any. It's not really great banter. Oh, that's better. To be fair, happy appreciation day. Yeah, still a bit. Yeah, so he's going taking it one <coughs> step further now, printing off the yeah. joke. It shows how recent the episode is because you get loads of appreciation days these days. Every day there's about six of them. Yeah, if you go on Twitter, it is sort of oh look, not happy, not happy now. Um, yeah, no. Arthur still kind of mm. persisting with the joke, even though it only seems to amuse him. Yeah, he's uh, not even getting an audience. No, apart from this freak, Binky, <laughs> who's supposed to be a bulldog, but he looks nothing like a bulldog. So I honestly had no idea what animal he was. I mean, he's talking about a dog. It just makes even less sense. He's got about three teeth, which I don't really understand. Bulldogs don't have a lack of teeth, do they? How does he? Also, he's a dog as well, so surely that would. And here we get a bit of a cameo from Mister Ratburn teaching them about what's he teaching them about? Iron ore. Well, I thought he was a geography teacher. I suppose that is sort of geography. And then this is when Arthur gets his telling off um, from Rathburn. Um, Rathburn? Ratburn, sorry, you're yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Rathburn. Um, he basically tells him off for bullying and saying that, you know, and he's like, well, I thought it was funny. It was just a joke. It's his argument. He gets the wrath of Rathburn. The wrath of Ratburn. And he's like, well, yeah, it was funny at first, um, but now you've taken it too far. So Ratburn playing the kind of and surely he should understand this as well. Like it's not that hard to understand. He's telling him that poor girl's upset. What's her name again? Sue Ellen Armstrong. Sue Ellen Armstrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's, he really throws his toys out of the pram here because he, he's complaining about it to Buster in the diner. He doesn't. He doesn't mean he's done anything yeah. wrong. To be fair, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna play devil's advocate here. He has not done that much wrong. It was a poor joke, but but he, he's now learned his lesson though. Or he, well, he should have done, yeah. but he hasn't. Buster proving that he was actually even less funny than Arthur. He yeah. said, don't take it out on those like, Crackers, biscuits. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny, on his Wikipedia page it says bit of Buster is interested in comedy. Um, mm. So, I don't know. I thought the waitress was going to come over at that point because it shows like a POV from mm. her. Yeah, I thought she was going to come over and be this kind of wise. And that, and that girl walked past... What was going, oh, oh now Buster gets annoyed on behalf of Sir and Armstrong. I don't know what he's... Because Arthur called him weird. Oh yeah, Arthur calls him weird. Arthur has a go at So he's lashing Buster out everyone. Well. Yeah, he's lashing out left, right and centre. I think he's insecure. Yeah, I think he's clearly got some problems. Now, he, now he's oh yeah, no, that's the other thing. Rathburn makes him write a letter of apology, and this is him. He's writing with a very weird handwriting style. Still, obviously, oh, he's eight, so I suppose he has to talk. He's got very good handwriting for him. Yeah, and he's, the pace of it as well is incredible. Yeah, from from read. Oh, so that so he says at the end, I thought we were friends, which is interesting. And then they're reading it, and she's like, "This is ridiculous." He's basically gas. He's basically gaslighting. Yeah, he it. says, "I wouldn't have ever done that." He said, I would never have told, and I think you're overreacting. So it's an apology, but it's not an apology, is it? It's like sort of yeah. a Love Island apology. And then Muffy and Francine get very irritated on her behalf. I think they're stirring up the pot a little bit, though. They're kind of like the Amber and Anna. That's a bit of a Love Island reference for anyone. They get really annoyed. And now they give Arthur the silent treatment. He's completely oblivious. He doesn't, still doesn't think he's done anything wrong. And um, Buster's the only one that can't seem to sort of mm. grasp the concept of the silent treatment. And he sort of says, we're not talking to you. Very, they, they get annoyed at Buster for. He's just a very bitter man, isn't he, Arthur? Now look at Francine here, tomboyish, sporty monkey. I thought she was. A, <laughs> I thought she was a hippo when I was younger. They've all got apple juice, which is quite healthy. 
Actually, Muffy and Francine are both mine because in the background you see, I think there's a sort of a female rabbit there. Going through a bit of an emo phase. But do you, can you see? Can you understand why I thought that Francine was a hippo? Um, yeah, but I still think even with the, the weird sort of size differences, I think a hippo would be a bit too much. Because a hippo... Yeah. Hippo sitting next to a rabbit and then both being the same size is... Yeah. Yeah, maybe rat. Yeah. The rat is a big rabbit compared to... Well, I could, rabbit. Yeah, because rabbits would be smaller than anything else. Maybe it's a hare. I think aardvarks and monkeys are quite comparable. So this is where he goes up to her and he tries... To, I mean, no one's taking the piss out of that hat. Because Arthur's yeah. hat, I think, is more ridiculous than the coat. So he tries to apologise to her again. And then she says, do you still think I overreact? And he says, yeah. So he doesn't really grasp the concept of the apology. And we're really not liking Arthur in this episode, I don't think. He's getting desperate now because he's losing his friends. He doesn't actually care about Molly May, whatever her name was. <laughs> Sue Ellen Armstrong. Armstrong. <laughs> well, I can't remember that name. <laughs> it is weird. Like, they, all seem to have, well, they all seem to have very English names. Like, now he tries to call up Buster, obviously... Still using the uh, the landline. Oh, and then Buster realises who it is and pretends to <laughs> he <laughs> he pretends to give the voicemail, the generic voicemail message, despite already having said hello. And then he says goodbye after at the end. So he's not the brightest bulb. Is 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 what's his name? Buster. Buster. There are too many bees. Binky Buster. His name is Buster Baxter, the bunny rabbit. And then this is this. He just goes mental here. He's really. <laughs> But surely he knows now that he's done something wrong. Like, everyone's ignoring him. He's yeah. been sense of a head. Well, I think he's kind of lost... This is like some preliminary kind of paint or sort of Photoshop. And I love the way it flashes up on her computer that she's received an email. So we think it's relatively new, but it's what, fairly primitive. And What was she writing before? I think it was a diary, wasn't it? Yeah, I think maybe... It was, was she, okay, no. Terry Fox... <laughs> it's Terry Fox. Is something in, in 1982, Terry Fox was 22 years old. Maybe that's the history essay. We'll have to Google that Terry Fox. That is good Fox. detail from the makers yeah. of Arthur. She's got a nice computer. She's got a nice room, in fact. There's quite a few artefacts. There's like a sort of thing in the back. And then she gets really upset about the... Um, well, it flashes back to the start now, and she gets really upset about the... the yak thing. And then she, you know... She cares a bit too much about what other people think, because she's about to throw it away. Arthur kind of... Yeah, surely she knows that Arthur's one being a problem here. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with the coat. Her friends are backing her up. Yeah. Also, it's winter and it's warm. It's a practical coat. Arthur basically now feels guilty. He says, as soon as I sent it, I realised it was a mistake. Bit of cyberbullying, bit topical. Talking about bullying, so uh, Binky, um, he's hanging out with the bullies, but he's also sort of one of their friends as well. So I don't really know which one he... Like, Nelson in Simpsons or something would never really be hanging out with Milhouse. Yeah, no, I, I think there is... She's beating him up. I think Bunk, Bunky. Binky is supposed to be kind of in with the bullies. I think they're called the Tough Customers, mm. I think is the name of the gang. Now, Muffy and Francine really giving it to Arthur. This reminds me of Love Island when Danny got it in the neck from uh, Amber and Anna for the way yeah. he treated you one day. <laughs> um, and see so backpedalling here and... I can't remember what they're saying. They said oh, there's no kind of apology at all. I know they say now that um, Sue Ellen Armstrong is asked to transfer classes. And I think this is a bit of an overreaction from her. And now we see her getting into the car. What nice was that, Dad? What animal was that? <laughs> well, presumably another dog. But he's a diplomat, remember? He was so. huge. Clothing and food drive. This is where people seem to deposit stuff. Now Arthur realises. I mean, she, he was there when she put it down. Yeah. So he hasn't noticed. And then he's like... And there was a reason why she went there. Yeah. And then he, then he now is... Arthur's Look at Binky go! <laughs> the fastest I've ever why seen was, him move. Why did the cartoonists do that? They were, surely they have little Cartooners. Yeah. Cartoonists. And there's Binky in the background. Oh, he's changed tables now. He's everywhere. Um, so Arthur's obviously now flashbacking, flashbacking. 
having flashbacks to all of his antics. That's the dog. Yeah, <laughs> dropped off. Maybe it's a chauffeur though, because if he's a diplomat, he might be away. Yeah. Arthur again with the hat, and he's basically now issuing a sincere apology. <clears throat> Crossing of the arms from Sue Ellen Armstrong. She's not having any of it. And it's that stupid anyway, because it's those things on the side to cover his ears, even though his ears are at the top of his head. Yeah. It's like that meme of the, his um, his earmuffs. Yeah. If you've ever seen it. <laughs> but it's quite fun. I quite like it. So he does, he is quite sincere and he asks her not to transfer classes. And then he reveals that he's wearing the thing, which I would get a bit annoyed about. And then part of the deal is that he'll never say anything again and he'll wear the coat every day. And she's like, no, I'll have the coat back, thank you. So Arthur trying to kind of get a bit yeah. of a sweet deal there and then, you know, nice hand on the shoulder. Do you think there's a bit of a love interest there? Um, Do you think maybe, maybe it's kind of like kids more. picking on each other because they secretly fancy each other? I think you can say that Michael and... Um, Michael and, and Amber. Yeah. But also, uh, uh, not Michael, um, Arthur took <laughs> that coat from from the charity shop. So he, yeah. he basically stole it from all Stealing from charity, yeah. <laughs> Hates charity. Um, here we have a little bit of a break, a word from the kids. So we'll talk over this. <laughs> yeah, I we're not going to watch this. this I is... don't remember. We're not going to comment this on this definitely anyway. didn't happen. No. Well, this is, I think, the American version of Arthur. I think we used to just have an ad break on CBBC or whatever it was on. I quite enjoy that... Um... <laughs> so we have some... Um... Do you think Sue Ellen Armstrong is her... Is that... Do you think Sue Ellen is her name? Or is Ellen the middle name and she's really called Sue? Sue Ellen, I think it's like a Mary Jane. Yeah, Sue something Ellen. Like that. Yeah, no, no, and because I've a little bit of extraneous detail made? for you, I found on um, uh, on the the, the internet, uh, Francine. There's a little bit of because Muffy and Francine are best friends. I mean, there's maybe a bit of a frenemy thing going on. So Muffy, I think, is like the kind of the mean girl. Yeah. Um, but so they've got the same middle name, and Francine is Jewish, um, and yeah, there's uh, so in this we're going to be introduced to a few new characters. George the Moose. Yeah. is in this and we we find out that George the Moose has a confidence issues and when he first joined the school he would only speak as a ventriloquist through a, a wooden giraffe doll called Wally so oh, yeah. something really funny comes up about later oh. so this is a very weird kind of kids like puppet show that looks a bit like Mr Ratburn that kind of middle one it's a bit like Harry Potter puppet pals. oh yeah it is honestly when I was watching this I was watching this with my phone earlier I was wearing headphones and like the noise difference from these kids just screaming just hurt my ears. It's, it's a very complete strange. Shock. It's a very strange thing. Um, we're going to be back to Arthur in a second. Um, so, what was do you think is the morality tale? Then, what's the moral of the story from the first? I think sort of ten minutes of that. I think if you're going to be mean to someone, do it funnier. Yeah, that's true. This is a very <laughs> weird scene. We get a flashback where Arthur's got head lice, and his dad puts mayonnaise on his head. Um, big shout out to my girlfriend Monica she has an absolute and also our brother other brother George yeah. both have phobias of mayonnaise and half yeah. here says that that was the f- fifth worst day of his yeah. life which I think is <laughs> phobia is an understatement for George as well yeah he absolutely hates it I think him, him having mayonnaise put on his head would be maybe day one yeah. worst day of his life so now after there's a weird thing where he counts down the days the, fourth the worst days of his life this is odd but this one is where he basically I don't know how he got fired because surely he's the one paying the piano <laughs> yeah. teacher but he basically said he got fired from his piano class yeah he doesn't practice so his piano teacher fires him so oh, the piano that? teacher's obviously doing that, look, that actually looked a bit like a sheepdog day three is when his pants rip at school or his trousers for your English listeners um, embarrassing classic what's day two I can't even remember oh when Buster this is this is a bit 
more kind of poignant when Buster goes on the world trip yeah for and he's got to say goodbye to his best friend and then Buster's talking about how did this happen now I don't remember this like this seems like a major story like, <laughs> was, did a voice of Buster have to go away for a year then I don't know it's, I don't know but presumably they can't have written Buster out of the show for a whole year and that yeah. after trying to show his mum seems quite callous Buster's he's got a lot mom. more hair than him well, that's the thing. I mean, they do. They have, none of them really have <laughs> hair. And this is this is an ongoing thing where DW realizes that her snowball's gone, and she accuses him, and she, gets calls, quite him, she calls him snowball thief. Yeah, it gets quite a Spanish Inquisition on him. But I, it, it's never revealed whether he did take the snowball or if it just melted. Yeah, I think it just melted in the. She didn't put it in the freezer. She put it in the cupboard. So that's DW's main role, really. How I'm, can that be the worst day of his life? Someone accusing you of stealing a snowball. And he's going to show us day one, and then DW sort of switched the cassettes, and she's put some baby footage of him. I don't know, Arthur's sort of got all of his life, it's a bit like Click, the Adam Sandler mm. film, where Arthur's got all of his life on tape, and he can get rid of people. So here we go, the best day ever. Andy Yerkes and Jerry Capelli, uh, written and storyboarded by. Nice little crow there, good bit of animation. And then they're all lying, kind of classic, idyllic summer day for kids. Yeah. And they sort of discuss their best days ever. Um, Sue Ellen's there now, so they are friends. So they're friends, yeah. Do you think this is set after or before? Um, it's got to be after, surely. So they're sort of just chatting away. Buster is, a, is an odd character. Yeah, he has got about two or three hairs on his head. As does Binky. Yeah, and that weird moose. Actually, he hasn't got any. I thought, this is the grass. But they've all got fur, so they're talking about their best days ever, and, and Binky's best day ever is when they adopted a baby <laughs> from China, sort of very modern family. And yeah. uh, there's his parents. They look very similar to him. And I think the baby, whose name is, I think, Mao Lin, looks like a, a human baby. Yeah, that's not an animal. And then basically he's saying that he is the only one that could stop her crying when he did the monkey face. There's a little cameo from Actually, Rapper. to be fair, she does have ears, like, quite in the wrong position. Yeah, and there's, like, a bobble on her head. That's the monkey face that he does yeah. to cheer her up. She's like not a bulldog, though, is she? They've adopted a different species. Yeah. And then this is him imagining that he would be on a talent show where he'd stop babies crying, which I don't think is so, a talent. And it's also not... Didn't it happen. is a talent, but... So it's not only is it not a day, it's like a, about a year period, and it's and some of it didn't even happen. Like especially, <laughs> it's a day especially, especially this bit. <laughs> One of those babies have more hair than anyone else. Actually, Sue Ellen Armstrong's got quite a lot of hair. So this is... Then he gets annoyed at Arthur, because Arthur apparently came along, and I don't know why Arthur was spending so much time with his baby sister, but Arthur was then the only one that could stop her from crying. And then there's a kind of... It cuts to a scene in the Chinese restaurant, which is quite... Binky's family seem to be big fans of Chinese culture. Yeah. Adopting a baby from China and also frequenting Chinese restaurants. The Reed family arrive. Binky gets a bit agitated here that potentially Arthur's going to stop her from crying and then he says something like you'd probably rather have Arthur as a big brother than me Binky's quite insecure about her brother and then she throws something at him and they get into a kind of a raspberry contest and then I mean, she seems to laugh and then he gets really happy that he's taught her something but I would suggest that he didn't really teach her anything yeah because babies do that all the time anyway like, yeah it's classic it's, the, it's like the famously the only words they can say I do like the portrayal of Arthur's dad because he does remind me of some dads I know, kind of sort of quite middle class, sort of like working dad who's quite sort of very genial and... Yeah, very calm. Very calm. But stern. Binky talking. Here comes the moose. George the moose. Don't have much backstory on him. We need to probably maybe look up his Wikipedia after the episode's finished. Um, they ask Arthur. They keep asking Arthur all the way through what his best day is and he can't seem to think of any. Yeah. Um, then the moose goes. Um, 
and uh, this is poetry, a poetry reading. And um, quite early on, I think, in the movie. Who the hell's that? School career. Oh, she's like a prefect. She's an older kid. I remember reading about her. Now, that's Fern. Fern. Uh, who's also a dog. There are more dogs than not at this yeah, school. Yeah, lots of dogs. So he's, he's happy because he's got his... And then the giraffe <laughs> just completely falls apart. I didn't realise that giraffe was beloved until the end of... No, but he's, so he's been called up to read and then he just goes and does that for about but here, 10 minutes. So, so the giraffe says, oh, it's all going to be okay. It's all going to be okay. And he still looks really worried. But even though he's a giraffe, like he's saying... Yeah, he's a bit, he's, sch- he's a bit <laughs> schizophrenic. I, he's also still doing the voice, so he could still use the giraffe because he can still animate the mouth, which is surely all he needs. And then... But he's supposed to be reading the poem and he's now hiding behind the bookshelf. Everyone is there waiting for him to do the poem. And then... I think Arthur comes over and comforts him and says, we want to get to know you, not the not the giraffe. Yeah. I don't know what they learned from that poem. I think it all... It's like colours or something. Oh, it's it? No, I, I wrote down some of the poem. It's an art... Well, we'll maybe get to it. I'll maybe do it. I'll do it over him. And this is... Uh, the giraffe is still speaking. So Arthur here is quite nice. Yeah. Redeems himself. But this is the past. Maybe Arthur's got... Kind of got in his old age got a bit cynical here he goes the poem is something like an orange an apple a banana this fruit doesn't come from a carna as in like a can so it doesn't really rhyme in an American accent it sounds better and then something about the fruit being too sweet and he gets an applause what they learn about him then apart from (laughs) he just likes well I don't know if it was a poem about him I was just a a poetry reading but I don't know if he's continued poetry I don't know if there's any reference to him we know what he has continued yeah and we'll see it in a bit here he is the giraffe Wally he's wearing a He's wearing a jacket now. <laughs> He's got like ten bow ties. That's quite funny. <laughs> well, four, but still. Um, Buster. They never change their clothes. I mean, that's maybe a bit of laziness on the parts of the animators. Arthur always in the same yellow jumper and blue mm. jeans. Yeah, they're lazy with the clothes, but then they they added in Binky just running for no reason, yeah. which is like so much unnecessary. Yeah, see that Francina. This is him imagining. No, I mean, is this imaginary or is this when he? No, like, because it actually happened because he, he didn't put it in because like here you see. He oh got, yeah, he, gets he a got B. a B minor. That wouldn't have bothered. But him. he pulls a sword out of the stone. I don't know why they're chucking leaves on him. Oh, because he's daydreaming. Yeah, no, he imagines when he pulled the sword out of the stone at like a, a, a kind of history fair, like the real Arthur, and then he gets a B on the paper. Well, that's not bad. But maybe he's a straight A student. So Arthur still can't work out what his best day is, but he's got a comprehensive list of his worst days. Yeah, and this is—I don't. This is Sue Ellen Armstrong. Clearly, he's not had a great life, but she's travelled all around. Her best day ever is when she loses her diary and Arthur finds it. But surely the diary is just full of all her best days. Yeah, we've. She's written private on every language. Another little reference to the fact that she's well travelled. Arthur finds it, and I think the Arthur in the last episode would definitely read it. Oh, oh yeah, that previous, he would have he would have read it, but had a go at her for saying, "Well, why would you expect me not to read it?" Yeah, and doodle doodle in it, rip out pages, and then email it to everyone, and email it to everyone, screenshot it, yeah. But yeah, no. So he, he claims he didn't read it because it was private. So Arthur's obviously gained a level of maturity from the last episode. The diary we did see. The diary is a mm. recurring character of <laughs> uh, for Sue and Armstrong. He did a bit of voiceover work yeah. in the first episode. Um, I wonder where Francine is and where is Muffy and also the brain I'm slightly yeah. worried that he doesn't appear but Arthur still can't think of his, his best day um, has he ever fought here? so DW doesn't hang out with him either no DW sort of annoys him at home but this these two episodes that we picked maybe we'll have to do some more in the future but there's no family of Arthur really in these episodes this is Buster's best day I think it's like a best of Arthur episode maybe 
Yeah, maybe this is like the one of the friends kind of um, mm-hmm. the one with the flashback because it's just like compilation, really, isn't it? Of um, Binky, I always forget his name. Baxter Bunny, B- Buster. Bust, Buster, Jesus, counting puffins in his sleep, and this is we know that he's interested yeah. in aliens, so this is his best day ever when a giant UFO. I have to admit, this donuts. goes on a bit too long. I mean, it's pretty obvious it's a dream, and it goes on for like another, I don't know, twenty seconds too long. Yeah. <laughs> You think the timing of the joke could have been written better? Well, like, surely as soon as the donut thing comes out, it's a... It's a yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I agree. But maybe they're trying to fill time. Maybe they're, you know... Very wacky writers. The strawberry people. Also, to animate a whole host of strawberry aliens yeah. and a giant UFO flying donut has got to be if I was a harder to do than just changing the colour of their clothes once in a while. Yeah, exactly. Surely that's just the fill feature on paint. I'm not an animator, so I, I'm not going to say... Lovely background, lovely countryside in Elwood mm-hmm. City. And I think Arthur still can't think of his best day. So they say, but you're in all of ours. But he's not in... He's not in the rabbits. I really can't remember. It, no, cause, Buster. No, because the because Buster then talks about... Um, <laughs> Buster talks about how... Oh, yeah, no, sorry. His, Buster's his, all, yeah. his real-life favourite day was oh, yeah, of course. when he played checkers. <laughs> yeah. None of these kids seem to have very interesting lives. No. And also, Binky's one. Arthur actually is the antagonist. <laughs> he's the villain, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It causes the problems. Yeah, but because they're kids, so Arthur's going to be... They're school kids, so they... So they're going to be, obviously, seeing Arthur quite a lot. And then Arthur says that this is his best day ever. Because he's just hanging out with friends, which is quite lovely, Mm. really. I mean, there's something about... You may not have a best day of your own, but you're in all of ours. I think this is when Buster says it now. I don't know why I'm having so much trouble with that name. And then the cheesy line, I think, is coming up now. This is my best day ever. And they all smile. And It's just a downright lie, isn't it? The moose is the only one that's lying on his front. don't know why that's yeah. important, but I well, know actually, it clouds he's got, he's, over. And, actually, oh. it's because he's got his, um, his uh, what do you call them? Spikes. <laughs> and, and antlers. <laughs> you can't, oh, yeah, you can't yeah, really can't, yeah that's true. And then it starts raining out of nowhere. Really nice relationship, I think, between um, Buster and Arthur. They're best friends. Yeah, they weren't speaking last episode. And he goes, oh, it's a shame that it's ruined your best day. How did they get so far away? We don't know how long Arthur was there. And okay, so that's it. So based on the books, producer, director, Greg Bailey. Thank you, Greg. PBSKids.org. So, wow, what, there's... What were the morals of the stories then, do you think? We sort of discussed the first one. Although my answer was that he wasn't being funny enough when he was putting it, which is a terrible answer. Don't, don't bully. Be, don't be mean and also learn from your mistakes. Yeah, and also don't um, get offended, you know, just because you don't find it offensive other people might find it offensive well, I don't know if that's really true but anyways in the offence culture of today I think yeah. it's quite relevant especially with a bit of cyber bullying I quite like the, the related video that's come up next is you can stop watching now people because it might go on to another one but the next one that's come up is Arthur Cartoon Series 1 full episode 6 locked in the library and Arthur accused <laughs> we should have so, done that one we should have done that one maybe Arthur accused maybe is the one where DW accuses him of Stealing the snowball. What's, um, what's the one where, the, where Arthur gets really angry? And like, you, you know the picture of his fist? Yeah. Like, the, you, you see it all the time when, like, I don't know. Yeah, it's famous. Like, like when a Bamiang misses a goal and, like, you see a fist. Yeah. <laughs> just, just next he's he's really quite angry quite a lot of the time. He gets quite worked up a lot. Um, but I remember he's a lot more smug than I remember. And I think he was kind of the hero in the second one. But mm. he's definitely the villain of the first piece. I, I thought they were all just... Um, I think just brown nosing him because he's the star of the show. Yeah, maybe they want to get in. None of those days could really be their their best day, apart from maybe Binky. But even then, that's not he's the enemy. Yeah, but but yeah, Binky maybe when he met his baby sister. I can see 
um, Buster coming back and seeing Arthur after a year away it shows you didn't yeah, really appreciate that, the travel that is true actually I'm trying to find the, the Wikipedia page for the moose because we didn't really go into details on the moose but there is a bit of Wikipedia context on him um, I can't find him though on this There's, I love the names of the characters just sound like very kind of standard names you've got Adil Accuse Alberto Thompson. Molina Bud Compson, Bud Tucker Compson, Carl Gold, Catherine Frensky, Chip Crosswire, James McDonald, Lydia Fox. Oh, Lydia Fox is a physically disabled fox. Oh no. Oh, maybe any relation to Terry Fox. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Melin Barnes is Binky's baby sister, a bear who was adopted from China. She's also Baby Kate's friend. Oh yeah, Baby Kate is Arthur's little sister. Molly McDonald is close friends with Binky. She is a white rabbit who is a senior member of the Tough Customers. She the emo rabbit. I think she might be, yeah. She has long brune hair that almost always covers her eyes. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Yeah, Um, yeah, so she was bullied at preschool and she became a bully herself, which she later avoided after she she discovered she was imitated by her younger brother, James. She's good at giving advice, but dislikes the fact that everybody comes to her for it. Okay, so that's... um, Rattles is another member of the Tough Customers. He's been a tough customer member since the first season. His species is somewhat of a mystery. He appeared as a grey cat in the earlier seasons, then was made a dog in season eight. What? And then was given rounded ears like a bear. Maybe he's like a shape-shifting, like an animagus. In season 18, he wears a backwards baseball hat, black leather jacket, green t-shirt, blue jeans, and high tops. He speaks with a northern New Jersey accent, specific. And it was revealed in Arthur Unravels that he has an affinity for knitting. He's also skilled at playing chess. There's old Tengzin Wan Du, the panda. He's got a little page. Um, so, do you want to read uh, Tenzin Wang Du's Wikipedia? Um, I mean, surely that being friends with that guy would have been a better day. But yeah, Tenzin was originally a child in poverty living in Tibet that Sue Ellen had sent letters to for a while. Did it stop? He helped fill the void because Sue Ellen is an only child and doesn't have much in common with her friends. Sue Ellen mistakenly called him her little brother. What? <laughs> Later he moved to... Dharamsala. Somewhere in India, Dharamsala, where he, India. Dharamsala, India, where she started, he started to email Sue Ellen. They eventually met, which revealed that Sue Ellen and Tenzin are both the same age. He is a panda and a, had originally black fur. This was later retconned. Retconned, so they changed it. Yeah, because yeah, because yeah, no, in this he does have white fur with black eyes, doesn't he? But maybe he was a, maybe fur. maybe he was a black bear, then, and then they just wanted to get yeah, a panda. Involved. They want to get a panda involved. We've got enough bears. Let's get some pandas in. Um, interesting so he's originally a child in poverty living in Tibet because he sends her a Tibetan yak coat then he's clearly not sending a how much do you think it would cost postage and packaging to send a yak coat from China or sorry from India or from Tibet sorry to what we presume I would see somewhere in America quite a lot that's quite a lot yeah and also to get the yak coat in the first place and I think so they, they write letters to each other and then later he moved to India where he started to email her so maybe the family won the lottery or something, and then he's suddenly got a computer. Yeah. It does say originally a child, so maybe he just he grew up. He and grew up. No, because they're the same age. They eventually met, which revealed that Sue Ellen and Tenzin are both the same age. I would hope so. I would yeah. hope that he wasn't some kind of older What episode man. did she call him a brother? Like, why is that such a big deal? Yeah, that was a spin-off. I'm trying to find the moose, who we know is called George, but I can't find him anywhere. Um, James MacDonald. <laughs> James MacDonald. Where is he? Is he in one of the main characters? It must be the main... Oh, George, George. Oh, George Lundgren. Uh, voiced by Mitchell Rothpan, Evan Smyrno, Samantha Reynolds. Oh, Eleanor Noble. Okay, so they, they change it from a 
being voiced by a guy to a, to a girl, is a moose of Norwegian and Swedish descent, celebrating winter solstice and wearing an orange shirt with khaki pants. He spends he spends his whole life celebrating winter solstice. <laughs> no, I think that's that's the clue that he's of Scandinavian descent. Oh, orange shirt and khaki pants is a real fashion faux pas, even for a moose. It is revealed in season six that he has dyslexia. He is very clumsy and sometimes get nosebleeds. It's not really his fault, though. Uh, despite this, he is capable of building items such as marionettes and constantly wins the school's contest. So he's, Wally the marionette. He's so clumsy he can build a marionette and wins the contest for it. Yeah, that, that's a bit of a contradiction because you have to be quite good with your hands, I would say. He is also very shy and introverted, but as the series goes on, it shows that George is generally accepted by the others. In season 20, he is appointed as Lakewood Elementary's half-monitor. No, sorry, hall monitor. <laughs> we're not going to make you a full monitor, yeah. we're going to make you a... Oh, there's, a, there's, a, there's a series called... Um, oh, you know that you said who's that person that was at the podium before? Yeah. I think that's Prunella Deegan, a poodle, uh, played by Tamar Kozlov, big shout out. In 2011, PBS said she was a rat, but in 2013, Mark Brown confirmed that she is a poodle. Who's Mark Brown? He wrote the books. Oh. <laughs> These are books? Yeah, they're, they're originally books. I mean, like, we I mean, darker. Books. Like, so no, much Jungle Book is darker. No, no, no. It's not. They're not like. They're not like novels. They are, they are children's picture books. We had some of them. Um, it was maybe it was kind of like what came first, the chicken or the egg type deal. She is interested in yoga, fortune telling, and paranormal phenomena. She loves Henry Screever, based on Harry Potter, and has studied Braille. I wouldn't have actually thought Henry Screever was Harry Potter until I saw the yeah. One, ish, I wonder what animal he is. Well, I love there's a very <laughs> um, sort of species confused. A lot of kind of gaps between the show and the the writer. One issue Prunella struggled with is hoarding, outlined in the episode Prunella the Pack Rat. She is a fourth grader who wears a blue dress with a white collar and a purple burner. Is hoarding really an issue? It's not really. It depends if you're hoarding other people's things. If she's a bit of a kleptomaniac, maybe. Um, Fern Walters is a light brown dog who enjoys reading poetry and novels. That ties in. Oh, so she really, she likes reading Frankenstein's Monster and Sherlock Holmes, which are real books. So they could have just said Harry Potter. Copyright. Instead of... Well, yeah, but Sherlock Holmes, and I suppose that may be out Alfred of copyright. Alfred Kendall has yeah. been dead forever. Whatever, 16 yeah, years, that's true. Remember. Jenna Morgan is um, athlete of the year. She's rather shy, hates being the centre of attention. She's lactose intolerant. Yeah, they, they all the, have some the, kind of what's like... What's the point of that? They all, yeah, it's to teach kids Actually, about... Actually, to be fair, it's to teach kids about like yeah. differences and, and, you know, some kind of... Yeah, on commentary on sort of disability and, you know, it's quite, it's actually, quite ahead of its time, too, actually. To be fair, that is actually quite good. It's, it's quite ahead of its time. Like that, yeah. Um, I think it's a kid's show. There's so many, there's so many, um, <laughs> so many bears. Adil Akiyuz is Arthur's Turkish pen pal who was introduced in Dear Adil. He is a dark brown bear. His father owns a grocery store. His only appearance since his debut in the season 12 episode is That Kosher and the season 14 episode The Long Road Home. Alberto Molina is a teenage boy. Oh, he's a dark brown cat. He's from Ecuador. He's very good at golf. Practices kendo. Currently voiced by Daniel DeSanto. There's a lot. If you go to Arthur, this is an article that I might share on one of our various social medias because it is pretty f- hilarious. Wikipedia.org slash list of Arthur characters. Alberto is the only one who's actually introduced as a boy or girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is that what it threw you off? Aloysius Zimmerplots. I wish as well. Is a kid in DW's preschool class who has trouble writing his own name. Well, that's fairly fairly understandable. Aloysius Zimmer plots. 
I can't oh, believe wow, we've there's... seen another Aloysius because one of our favourite films there's someone called Aloysius in it yeah Mad 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 World I wouldn't even recognise that I would have tried to say Aloysius <laughs> well I only knew I always just think Aloysius was like I thought he was called Al and his surname was Aloysius <laughs> and he was constantly referring to him by his full name as like a kind of term of endearment anyways I hope we've rambled on for long enough about Arthur thank you for watching if you did watch along with us I hope you enjoyed it uh, this is a format that when Alex returns we are going to try and I'm going to he's been quite resistant to it I think it can work he's a sort of been so I might send this to him as a as proof that it can work but thank you very much for being on the show I hope no you problem. enjoyed it it's a pleasure and uh, yeah whenever you uh, you want to come back on as a guest expert if you want to appear on the show as well uh, you don't just have to live in London we can we can Skype you in but if you want to be a part of similar watch alongs or um, analyses then uh, get involved to $10 a month Patreon and if you don't want to pay that much that's absolutely fine support the show $2 a month gets you access to all the back catalogue and you get to pick um, a topic and you'll get the episode dedicated to you so if there's a specific character from Arthur maybe you want us to do a whole episode on Alberto Molina or Aloysius Zimmer plots maybe the Bittles twins then get involved uh, we gave out the social media at the top of the show not sure what's going to be happening for the next few weeks just because Alex is still uh, away unavailable to record a new one so we may release some new content we may have uh, varying guest hosts we may do a few more watch alongs but, um, but yeah I hope you enjoyed and uh, it's goodbye from me Will Baker Goodbye from me, Ed Baker. Yeah, Ed doesn't <laughs> quite know the other one. And in the meantime... I was expecting that. You know this bit though, right? And in the meantime, don't forget to overthink. No, you don't know that bit. We'll I do thought it. I always think the... <laughs> no. We'll do, that. We'll do it no, one no, more time. They'll do the whole thing again. No, no, no. I think we'll leave this in. He's a guest, so we can forgive him for that. So in the meantime, don't, don't forget, forget to, to overthink. overthink. Very good. Very good. Very <laughs> good.